Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number three of the Flow Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Dmitry Senikov, and here we get to discuss all things consciousness, business, happiness, and abundance, so that you get to discover your own gifts and genius and get to serve the world. Today's episode, I want to cover when positive thinking turns into toxic positivity. There is a, a preconceived um, notion out there in society in, uh, with major psychology movements about positive psychology that thinking positive and being in gratitude is the way to happiness. And I agree. When we're happy, we're grateful, we're thinking only positive things. When we feel good, Anything that happens to us that even is bad, we get to brush it off a little bit that it's not happening for any bad reasons. It's just just a, a regular event and it doesn't go inside. It doesn't get us to our core to mess with our day. So an example is when you're feeling good, a guy on the street may honk at you. And when you're feeling good, you're just going to look at the guy and send him some good positive vibes, thinking it's like, oh, poor guy's having a bad day. And you'll simply go on with your day, in a way, rippling out your positivity. And that is a, an amazing way to be. Yet when you're feeling low, and your day isn't going so well, the same guy who's going to honk at you, it is going to touch on something, it's going to press a button inside that's going to activate all of this negativity inside of you as well. And you may explode at the guy, you show a finger, yell at him, like, what's wrong with him? And in a way, this is just the negativity that is already inside that got <laughs> shown light on, in a way, got spotlighted. And when it got seen, it needed to act out. So what happens when we try to cover up this negativity that is already sitting inside with many of us? What happens is that, uh, in a way, when we are taught and conditioned to only think positive, including, especially with men, uh, how men are not supposed to show any emotion, and similarly with with women too, right? Is uh, when we're making any emotion bad or wrong, especially the uh, explosive ones like the the anger and frustration, and when we're projecting the hurt on the on outside. We have learned, and our parents have taught us, again, not to their own wrongdoing, it's just the way society is, right? If a baby cries in the store, the mother is going to do everything to calm the baby down, as in crying in the store is bad, right? And and of course, it's not the way we want to go around... <laughs> Uh, wearing all of our hurts outside of our private spaces and kind of go into the store and cry our hearts out. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is reconditioning and relearning how to um, relate to these other, in a way, negative aspects of ourselves. And what happens when we just focus on the positivity, positive thinking, Right there in psychology, they call it, what do we do with our automatic negative thoughts? 
And when we ignore them, when we try to suppress them and think only about the positive, in a way, what we're creating is a little or big fence and border protection around us where we put the guard on the tower to consistently watch for something that's going to be uh, coming negative, potentially to impact us and cause a negative feeling to get through the protective water. What happens when we put that guard out? This is the perfect job for the mind to do. It loves protecting us. It's maybe big <laughs> and, and sole purpose is to watch out for threats, to make sure that um, both we simply survive physically, but also that we feel good and thrive. So now we have this garden on the watchtower watching what is out there that's going to be potentially threatening. And what happens when the positive focus on positivity turns into toxic positivity is that now there is a little frustration inside right? I wake up, I stub my toe. My day is already not going too well. From that point on, the guard is going to be on extra alert. It's going to be watching for things so that my frustration on the inside from the stub toe, so it doesn't get pressed on. Which is also what I see in here, even in professional circles. People are saying, well, if you get triggered, well, how can you escape the trigger? It means you need to control the environment out there so that you don't get triggered. With this huge focus on creating the protection, putting the guard on the tower to watch for any threats, and even then we get to even go outside of our protective walls to make sure that our environment doesn't trigger the stuff that is already inside. So now we go around a life resisting and escaping and going around any potential circumstance, events, conversations, people that may trigger and cause less than positive <laughs> reaction and thoughts. We also don't go after such experiences, for example, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you need to grow your business, you are going to try to put the gas pedal on and add a little acceleration to, to how you want to grow your business, while this bigger part of you, the huge protective walls, the guard of the tower, the controlling of the environment, it is going to be pressing hard on the parking brake to make sure that you don't get into conversations that require conflict, situations that have any possibility of you feeling rejected, have any possibility of projects uh, failing according to whatever the expectation and plan that we set out in place. And so we are creating this perfect storm of not going anywhere. But not only not going anywhere, but now we're just sitting still. We're resisting any growth opportunities. We're resisting any moments that may trigger some of the stuff inside of us. We're also not 
going after the things that may actually help us move forward. And also, we are attaching ourselves to the environment that feels comfortable, safe, and secure, that we know is already okay for us. That may turn into toxic positivity when we stay in places, jobs, relationships for a little too long, attaching to uh, things that are no longer serving us in a way. So we're resisting and attaching at the same time. While there's this third part of us that actually really wants to make a change, it really wants to make a difference. It really wants to feel happy and abundant. But that part is fighting against these two that are trying to control how you feel inside. They're trying to control how your circumstance out there in the world is. It's trying to show up for people in a very subconscious learned condition way so that people like you, so that they validate everything that you say. You don't even dare to say something that may go against what people already think or believe. And it's like crabs in a bucket. You know, when when one crab tries to come out, everybody, every other crab just pulls them back down. So these are the little parts inside of us. When we simply focus on, on the positive thinking, on the positivity, resisting any chance of not feeling less than positive, this is the perfect shitstorm, excuse my French, that is not only not going to uh, help you move, accelerate, or change any of your uh, reality, it's going to keep you in place, even though you, you really want to change and shift. And this is happening on a very subconscious conditioned level that the conscious mind doesn't, doesn't understand. This is what has been happening for me. But not only that, this mind, this beautiful mind that is supposed to download creative ideas, calculate and create plans on, on their execution, solve actual physical problems, this beautiful machine of our mind is now stuck out up there in the watchtower as a guard, you know, carrying like bazooka level ammunition to shoot at first possibility of any threat that make that may make us feel less than positive. And what that mind is doing, it is constantly on. So the real experience of this is constant overthinking about perfecting this project that you're supposed to release. It is constantly creating plan A, plan B, plan C, all the way to plan Z to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And all of this is happening in your mind while the guy is out there on the watchtower, like the mind. I'm calling it the guy because it's, it's in a way, it's a, it's now has created an external part of you that is protecting the other parts of you from any chances of feeling bad, feeling slow and low. And now this is the real cause of anxiety. The conditioned belief that the emotions that we feel or the bigger part of the emotions that we feel, the negative emotions, how people say, that they're bad or wrong. And that totally makes sense because one is they are 
like the negative emotions, right? The frustration, anger, sadness, depression, lethargy, um, anxiety, all of, all of these, they don't feel good in the body. The actual sensation of them just doesn't feel nice. I don't like it. I get it. Of course, I want to resist it. I don't want to feel that way. And so even as little children, as little bodies that the mind has not yet developed, something happens. Mom, Mommy says, you can't have that candy. We have this energy bubble up inside of us. That's It's like icky, even for the baby, for the child. And as a baby, right, we the baby just cries in the store and allows the energy to process through the body. But as the baby grows and as the brain and the mind and this sort of this consciousness grows, we learn that because the sensation is icky in the body, I don't want to have it anymore. Similarly to how quickly we'll learn that if we touch the hot stove, ouch, psh, it hurts and burns. Our beautiful safety mechanism in our body has learned we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't touch the hot stove. And because it the negative sensations feel the same way as if we're touching the hot stove. It is hurting our body. It is threatening our sense of physical survival. Then we are going to learn to not ever have those experiences. We'll learn to never touch the hot stove. We'll learn to not allow anger in. We, we learn to not allow sadness or crying in. We learn to uh, keep the rejection and disappointment away. We learn to not ever get bored, so we're always busy. And we create this perfect environment where now feeling bad is something to escape from, to control um, away. And all of that is happening with the anxious mind that is always on, right? People ask me, and if I've, I've look, I've, Speaking from personal experience, I've been meditating for more than a decade now. For the first five years, I've been meditating, and and I got to a beautiful, perfect stillness while I'm meditating. And then when I open my eyes and I'm back in the world, my guard on the tower, because I still haven't shifted the way it relates to negative emotion, my guard on the tower was back on. Right When I was meditating, it would come down like everything is okay, everything is safe. And then once I open up my eyes away from meditation, the guard's back on, on the tower. And this is what's happening, even with all of the beautiful healing and breath work and all the hot um, and cold experiences that we do for the body and exercises. If we don't address this protective mechanism of the mind to keep the bad negative feelings outside, it will never allow us to relax in the perfect environment, right? So the other part I want to address as well is, well, what's wrong with that? Why don't I have, why shouldn't I have the garden tower? Well, one, the negative part of it is the the mind is always anxious. It's trying to control all kinds of outcomes. It's going into um, perfectionism first, trying to make sure that nothing goes bad. So it oversteps its boundary of responsibility, trying to control the uncontrollable, which of course we can't do that, but the mind thinking that it's the guard that it can control things outside of our border, it thinks it can control the uncontrollable, which is causing them further frustration, right? I wanted to go with the dogs today, but it's snowing. Now I can go with the dogs. It's like, ah, and then we go into stress. 
I wanted to do something, and then there's war outside. We wanted to say hello to to our friends and family, but you know, my mom yelled at me. And we're trying to control all of this stuff. So these are the things that are are kind of in the way or the impact of having this guard on the tower of perfectionism. Now, it also creates the procrastination that uh, at a point that this guard on the tower no longer thinks that it can control the uncontrollable, we are going to procrastinate. So in a way, now we are we sort of let go of the gas pedal, so we're no longer actually doing anything, but we even press the brake pedal even stronger because uh, I can't control the uncontrollable, which means the project that has potential for failure, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to action on it. And even if I have super level accountability, I'm going to get a Navy dude <clears throat> come to my house at three o'clock in the morning to uh, make sure to hold me accountable that I do stuff. This inner guard on the watchtower is going to sabotage and go through any type of accountability system that you set up for yourself because it's trying to protect you and keep you safe from the failure, the rejection, the possibility of anything. So this is where procrastination comes from. Okay. So we're covering how the conditioned society of putting too much focus on positive thinking has turned it into toxic positivity, which now has blown up this internal natural safety mechanism to make sure that we survive. It has blown it up into this monster on the tower that is constantly on alert, that is keeping you anxious for every little detail, that is keeping you overthinking and perfecting, that is keeping you away from acting and failing for a learning and growth opportunity for you to actually learn something and start behaving in a different way. And all of it is because we don't want to feel a negative emotion, negative energy. I'm hoping that you are beginning to understand how perfectly you have been set up by the system, none of the fault of your own. <clears throat> and even the system itself, right? It just makes sense that the negative emotion feels bad in the body. So I'm going to avoid it as if I'm, because I'm, you know, trying to hurt my finger burn my finger on the hot stove every time that I feel bad. Same thing happens in relationships, right? He or she yells at me. I don't feel good. I'm going to go into huge protection and attack back. It's like, you don't talk to me like that because you're making me feel bad. And that is all that's happening. There's something happening outside, outside of our protection zone. And we're trying to control all of that. So what's the solution? What's the way out of this? Well, we now get to assist our beautiful mind that is only trying to do 
the best it can do for us, keep us protected away from any threats. But it got a little confused. It thinks that negative emotion is our enemy. And I totally understand this is the conversation I'm having multiple times a day, how you don't want to feel bad. It, it feels bad to feel bad. And a mentor of mine, I love her saying that it's not about how we feel, but it's about how we feel about how we feel. Right? I feel frustrated about my business and I feel shitty that I feel frustrated. And now I feel guilty and ashamed that I feel frustrated and angry and and disappointed and, and all of this. And now we're just creating more and more of this negative stuff that really could have been just dealt at the at the root. So the way we do it in our coaching calls and um in our group conversations, we get to take off all of these layers of protection that we have put to get to the underlying feeling of how certain things make you feel. A friend doesn't respond to my message. <clears throat> it makes me feel frustrated that they don't value me, what kind of friendship it is. And if we don't watch it consciously, because we don't want to be rejected by somebody else, because we don't want to be out of control of being <laughs> feeling rejection, we are actually going to reject them first. And it it happens on, on a very unconscious basis until we start to see stuff that all of the impact that we have created in our life, just because we have been taught and conditioned that feeling bad is bad. So there are several stages that you need to go through in order to get to the point to allow this guard on the tower to come down to say that any negative emotion, any negative sensation and feeling that may have in the body, any negative circumstance that I don't want to have, not only they're not threatening, but they're actually my opportunities for growth. And they're the most healing opportunities for me to see something and learn and to shift about myself and how I see myself and how I appear in the world. And kind of one of the stages is to begin to relearn that it is actually feel to safe to be in the body. Um, if only I had a penny for every time that we've done this work in our uh, coaching containers, coaching conversations, doing the energy work, that allowing the body to feel safe, to feel, to feel the yucky sensation in the body. Because what happens, there's a beautiful book called 90 Seconds to a Life You Love that has shown scientific uh, evidence that any initial trigger of an emotion releases certain chemicals in the body. And they have shown it scientifically proven that that initial wave of chemicals get to be flushed out of the body within 90 seconds. So if we allowed ourselves and if we learned again how to process the emotion fully in the body, we would have this expression of chemicals in the body, both energetic and chemical, 
And if we just allowed ourselves to feel safe to sit with that sensation for 90 seconds, it would be out and gone. And instead, what we do is we resist it. I don't want to feel this way, so I'm going to feel guilty about it. And I feel guilty, I'm going to feel ashamed, and I'm going to cover my shame with more anger, and I'm going to cover the anger with closing and attacking and defending. And we're creating this resistance, and oh, I just feel for all the people who have needed to gone through, go through decades, one, two, three, five decades of resisting a certain energy that made them feel bad 50 years ago. They have lived their life pushing that sensation away just because they didn't want to allow that sensation, be with that sensation for just 90 seconds. And I'm not saying that you're going to heal your whole life in 90 seconds. It's just a layer, right? And then there's another layer. So it wouldn't take too many of these 90-second uh, waves of removing layers of these emotions and allow this energy that has been stuck inside of us for years to allow it to move. When it moves, when we learn that the bad negative emotions are no longer our enemy, our mind begins to relax. It's no longer watching for threats. When we learn how to feel, and this is what we do in our containers, like actual embodied feeling and sensation, especially for men and masculine bodies, that it's okay to feel. And here's how to actually feel. The mind relaxes. It has a way greater sense of ease. We're no longer trying to plan out every single detail to make sure that everything goes according to plan. We allow life to bring us mystery and to play with the possibilities, to be curious about uh, allowing lessons to come through they might come through rejection and failure and trying things that don't work. We stop trying to perfect things and we just create something and we allow it and to show it to the world. We allow feedback to come back into our system about, look, I created this thing. What do you think about it? How does that feel for you? And people will say, well, I hate it. I don't like it. And we allow that feedback in because ah, that rejection doesn't feel good inside, but that I just received a good tangible piece of feedback that I can now perfect and improve this product, this mic creation that I just created. Now, this feeling of rejection becomes a door opening for me to actually create a better thing out in the world that can serve even more with my gifts and genius. This allows me to now keep trying and testing things and perfecting stuff. And this is how we get to practice and mastery. We're no longer trying to come out perfect from the get-go. We go through 1% improvements at, at every time. We stop procrastinating on the big projects that we know have the potential of failure because we no longer trying to control the outcome, but we are open to the possibility of how those projects can come about. And we have no how, idea how projects come about. You've probably 
I've heard millions of stories how Airbnb didn't start as an Airbnb. They tried a number of projects and they kept failing and they kept trying and they kept doing this and that. And, and then something finally clicked. Same thing with all of the Facebooks of the world and every other company. We have to go through this period of trying, attempting, getting feedback, shifting, changing, pivoting. And if we have this watchdog tower <laughs> protecting and keeping us away from all of these beautiful learning lessons, we're just going to get stuck. And this is how we we don't make progress as fast as we want to, as, as fast as we'd like to. So what I want to say is, if you want to grow uh, an amazing business that serves the world with your gifts and genius, you want to make money doing so, you want to feel the prosperity and abundance entering your life, you want to have meaning that you're actually, your life has purpose and you're here to serve the world, I don't have any faster way to help you get to that level of um, experience in life than by mastering and in a way growing your muscle to feel negative emotion. I even when once you're inside of our groups and in our coaching containers, I no longer refer to them as negative emotion, and I'm saying it with quotes around they're not negative they're just lower and slower frequencies of our expression and uh, in some of the future episodes i'll address that uh, um, introduce a topic that emotion is actually our emotional guidance system right it's like it's our internal gps whether we are going according to the path that we should be going or if we're off um, off our straight path somehow. When we feel good, it's a very good indication that we are on the right path. When we feel bad, it's not that uh, you know we're failing or we're no longer valuable, our life has no meaning. No. When we're feeling bad, it just means that we're off the right path. And if we only allowed this GPS feedback to come back into our system to know it's like oh i'm not, I'm not thinking straight here okay what is this negative emotion telling me what is why am i feeling this way we get to learn like where am i off the path this is like the gps is gonna say it's like hey you should have turned um three streets ago but that's okay i got you now like there's a turnaround 100 meters ahead and, and we're gonna get back on get back on the right path When we don't allow this negative emotion in, we don't allow this emotional guiding system to give us the right feedback that maybe somewhere we're not going the right way. We never get to, without the feedback, we never get to improve, we never get to grow, we never get to learn. And this couldn't be any much more significant of uh, a, a thing of a pattern to shift of a lesson to learn of, of a muscle to grow to feel to feel the negative stuff it is just going to up level you to such an extent this is going to be the true ability to be unshakable no matter what circumstance comes because 
when you grow to a level that now you have thousands of people working for you and the market shifts and you need to hire to fire a thousand people affect a thousand families that they couldn't pay their mortgage anymore this is going to be feeling shitty inside of your system but in order for you to grow into that type of a leader if you can't handle your own emotion how would you be able to handle some of these bigger tasks and in a way, if you're already having this responsibility put upon you and you're not processing this in your body, I don't need to say you can already see how much this is affecting your mind, emotion, your family life, your health. So this is one of the main messages I want to share with the world and I want to keep sharing with the world that this confusion that we have to only think positive has created this toxic positivity that is creating most of the major problems that we experience in our behaviors when trying to serve the world with our gifts. I'm hoping you are now seeing the purpose and impact behind the problem of thinking positive all of the time. I'm hoping you are seeing how innocent it has been to have been conditioned to think that feeling negative emotion is bad, that we need to have our mind be constantly on alert, be constantly trying to control both the way we feel inside and, though, and also to control the environment outside of us how innocent it has been and how much it makes sense that we have learned and been conditioned to be this way. And I'm also hoping that you are now seeing a glimpse of possibility of how life would shift for you when you begin to be not only comfortable, but you begin to jump at any opportunity to feel anything other than positive, because that is your level to growth. That is your Ability to receive feedback from life so that it will help us nudge to the right direction. There's so much in this topic, and uh, we're going to go much deeper into it in the future episodes. I am so grateful that we're having this conversation, that you are in this conversation right now, that you're looking to let go of your stress and anxiety and of the control that you have been conditioned to try to put around that has limited the uh, speed of your growth in a way. And also the biggest thing here, it has limited your ability to serve the world with your gifts. You have genius that the world needs. Everybody does. And when you remove any protective mechanisms that thinks the world is a threatening place to be. Life just opens up in such a beautiful mystery and wonder. Oh, and that I, I just can't wait to have you experience and to be a witness and for you to share with the world how much life becomes more beautiful when we open up 
to feeling some of the negative sides as well. In a way, that's what makes us feel alive. That what's um, differs between us and robots. And I'll leave you one one last note that instead of trying to resist a negative emotion, instead of trying to cover it up with something else, we're going to go into, into the negative emotion. We're going to get the message from it. We're going to inquire, why am I feeling this way? It has nothing to do with the way your business is going. It has nothing to do with the way your partner or relationship or customer, client, prospect has responded to you has everything to do with the energy that is you're feeling inside. And when you open up and go in and use the door to go in, when you see the lesson, beautiful lesson behind it, is when then you will show up differently to the outside world. You will serve your prospects. You will close more sales. You will make a larger impact on the world. Oh, I'm so here for this. If you want any assistance with everything that we've talked about today, these are the conversations. These are the embodied practices that we do on our coaching calls in our group containers. And um, you can just check us out at flowhabit.com. And if you want to dive any deeper, you know, you can reach me, put a comment if the platform that you're listening to this on allows. Find me on Instagram just Dmitry Senikov. And uh, I look forward to hear what insight are you getting, what uh, resistances you might be getting, feeling, thinking inside to having this conversation because uh, that, that's what I love. I, I, I want to get to the depth of um, of truth with, with all of this. And so far, both in my personal experience and numerous conversations and coaching containers that... I've had with amazing people, driven, ambitious leaders who are here to change the world. This is the number one gift that's going to unlock so many doors for you. All right. Hopefully, you'll allow yourself to feel bad today if you haven't <laughs> in a long, long time. I know nobody says that, but this is the way. We'll talk soon. Thanks.